So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This season of For Everyone's Sake is brought to you by Carfection. But what is Carfection? What is it? What is it? Well, Carfection on YouTube is the place to go for anyone who loves cars that are fast, expensive, luxurious, or just plain cool. Shouldn't we be doing something here? This is where we do something funny to undermine the advert. this This is just all Chica all the time. Otherwise, it's like Chica's the face of the podcast. Is that what people want? According to the site history search, yes. And don't forget Carfection features the best-looking car content anywhere online. I mean, at this point, are we still needed for the actual podcast? Because, you know, I've got a baby to look after, I've got quite a lot of beer to drink. You're right, Phil, you don't have to be here, but do you know what? Chica needs us, and we're going to be here for her because we're a team, Phil, we're a fucking team. You change that nappy, you do that podcast. I will. Test drive. Carfection. Carfection now. Visit youtube.com forward slash carfection now. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake. We are okay to practice the start of this podcast here, right? A firm Chica, yeah, that's no problem at all. Um, I'm just going to start now. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the Valtteri Bottas fuck you of F1 podcasts. Does that mean we're just going to do the same podcast as we did like six months ago? I think it's more like you're going to come across someone who's fallen over in the street and then go up to them and be like, fuck you! (laughs) Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that would be bigger than all the other F1 podcasts combined, except they're trying to stop us. Always trying to put us down, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, it's a concerted conspiracy, but we are the six-time world champion. Are we? If they weren't trying to stop us, we would be. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that following a recent FIA directive isn't wearing a t-shirt this week. feel bad that we are doing this on Zoom now. <laughs> That's Chica retching. <laughs> she looks at Phil's Zoom. Hello, I'm Chica Rez, and on this week's episode, we'll be discussing the Russian Grand Prix, where there was a massive B or something. But aside from that, Valtteri Bottas took a dominant victory that he absolutely deserves, and Carlos Sainz drove into a wall like some sort of idiot. He could have broken his ribs. 
We will be discussing that, plus the new distinctly red tinge to F1's leadership, and Terry will save F1 and probably use the C word at least once. That is all to come. Joining me is a man who has a small Hyundai. It is Phil Tromans. Hello, everyone. I have a small Hyundai. Did you buy it, an... steal it, borrow it, or no, rent it? Borrow, borrowed it from Hyundai to test. Uh, it's an i10. It's parked on my drive. How is it compared to the really small car you had last time? Don't know. I haven't driven it yet. To review the outside of it, for fuck's sake. It's nice. It's nice. Oh, fuck what it. What is it? It's got two-tone paint. It's like a sort of, it's like a sort of baby blue. It looks like my Zoom. Should we move on to Terry? <laughs> it looks like my Zoom is frozen, but I'm just so bored. Yeah, 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 yeah. And alongside him is a man who is a vegan now. It is Terry Saunders. Really? No, I'm going full hips. You know, I've been... Long-term listeners will know that I've been knocking on the door of being a proper hipster for years. Knocking what on with... the door? Well, yeah. You own the house. <laughs> well, you're the, the host. host. You're uh, the hipster host. No, come on, that's not If you're fair. going full hipster, it means you're backing off a bit. Oh, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Phil. <laughs> So the, the tattoo that I talked about the other week yeah. is on hold. That's happening next week. Oh, okay. So Ooh. this time next week, for the whatever the next Grand Prix is, I should be tattooed and free of all animal products. When you say free from tattooed. animal products, do you mean just in terms of eating them? Yes. Or are you doing it properly? Have you got any leather shoes, leather yes. belt? I haven't, I've got a leather jacket and some yeah, Dr. Mark. That's got to go. No, it's a nice jacket. <laughs> That's not that's not proper vegan. You've immediately yeah, kicked out. You lose yeah, your but vegan if you've powers. Got it. If I've already got it. It's already dead. Like all all the steak in the freezer I've got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and all the sausage subscription services you've got, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, you don't want the butchers to be out of work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's ethical. Yeah, yeah. Any membership of a hunt. You don't want the beagles to go. Well, it's the only place I can meet all jobs. my mates is grouse shooting. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, your new vegan podcast. It's called <laughs> Fucking Vegan. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting news. I'm, um, yeah, all right. I'm intrigued to see where this goes. I don't know how long it's going to last. I've been trying it yeah, for a few weeks. Yeah, I was about to say. A you few know, weeks, okay. You know, and sometimes I buy a block of cheese, sometimes I buy some chocolate. But on the whole, because <laughs> what I've discovered... <laughs> Hang on a minute. Well, I'm not, I'm not officially trying I'm vegan. This. I mean, I do block my block of cheese occasionally. No, I'm officially trying in November. I'm just like ramping up to it. Now. I'm so vegan. You've gone vegan. It means right. you've thought about the concept of going vegan. Today, I had a vegan burrito that I made from scratch and right. some yogurt for pudding. <laughs> okay. Yo- yogurt's no good. <laughs> say alongside him okay. is a man who is vegan now apart from yogurt the occasional <laughs> block of cheese and probably yeah. isn't vegan for another month <laughs> yeah 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 is that a chicken leg you've got there no it's just because i'm not wearing a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> anyway chica what have you completely failed to do this week um well i have completely failed to go on holiday uh, on friday last week oh. i was going on a long-awaited trip glamping uh, which I was very excited about going Didn't you to do that like three weeks ago in Hastings no that was just camping get it right this was this was the exciting one this was glamping in a tent with a bed in it I was really excited there were downsides and uh, in advance was the the weather warning and the 55 mile an hour gale winds but 
I was yeah. ready, guys. I was ready for the, the rain and the winds. And I packed basically every coat, every jumper I own. And then 10 minutes in the car, got an email uh, from the campsite owner saying that the sewage pipe or whatever under the tent had broken and the sewage in the tent and party was over. So I had to turn around and come back home. So that was the holiday. Wow. Holiday but was you 10 were like, minutes. I lived in this peanut factory place that had shit everywhere. <laughs> I can cope yeah. with a sewage pipe. Listener's Corner is here and it's got emergency bollards. So don't crash into them, you slags. So Russia was all set for Lewis Hamilton to, <laughs> to equal Michael Schumacher's record of quite a lot of wins. But unfortunately, he did a practice start in the wrong place and ruined everything. So Kevin Rhodes says, what other random rules could Mercedes screw up? Is there a pineapple on pizza regulation their hospitality could break, causing a 10 second stop slash go penalty? And Simon Lee says, two surefire fail safe techniques to stop Lewis Hamilton. One, have somebody in the paddock dressed like they're from the past. Two, throw a Netflix film crew into the garage. And Russell Trigg says, Hamilton has done 260 races and doesn't know where you can do a practice start. I call bullshit. Davian Dent says, there's a real difference in attitudes to penalties, eh? Hamilton, whoa, poor me, it's someone else's fault. Ricardo, fair dinkum, mate. Better hunker down and try to drive faster, Bruce. But in Australian. This is all a bit weird, isn't it? Because, yes, Hamilton is breaking these rules <coughs> in these last two races. Yeah, rules that we all knew about. Yeah, they're very, but they're very odd rules, aren't they? It's very <laughs> odd how it's just him breaking them. Did you know about the practice start location yeah. rules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? You could, did you, you though? You can't do practice starts in Russia. That's the rule. It's mm-hmm. a really oh, really? Weird oh, it's, rule. A, it's a yeah. It's a it's a literally a national thing. It's geographical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Is that a hangover from the, the Soviet rule. Union? Yeah, yeah. It was to do with nuclear brinkmanship. Mm-hmm. Sterling Moss once nearly set off a <laughs> nuclear bomb. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. The Smolensk Grand Prix of 1956. It is the kind of fact that if we said it with a slightly more confidence, people would have been like <laughs> looking that up, going, oh, I don't remember the, uh, the Russian Grand Prix of 1957. Where... <laughs> you, Terry, you flatter yourself. I don't think anyone would be like, hmm, they've it's got true, a point. It's true, he does. But... It was a bit of a. It was, it, well, it was. The, it was the second, the second race in a row. It was the last race, wasn't it? The second race in a row where Mercedes have got stupid rule wrong and it's cost them. Well, see, as Mercedes are a team that don't get anything wrong ever. That's why they're so fucking good. What's different? Just has Toto has Toto Wolf taken his eye off the ball? Is that what it is? No, no. It's, it's well. It's like um. Uh, it's like Simon Lee says. It's Netflix. They were there. They were at Mercedes this week, apparently. And, uh, so and I'm assuming longer. that somewhere there was somebody in like you know 70s clothing somewhere maybe, or like Nicky Lauda's ghost. Wow, could be or Vitaly Petrov's ghost. Wow, no one knows he's dead yet. Yeah. But in terms of the penalties, do you think if another driver had done it, do you think they would have got the same penalties? Well, this is the big debate, isn't it? Because it was only a couple of races ago, whenever it was, that um, Leclerc did something stupid, like drive an entire lap in a race without his seatbelts on, and nothing happened. Uh, is that against did something the law? Well. Yes, massively. Oh. No, but we know it's against the the 
what should happen. Spirit of the law. But is it actually in the rule book? Does it say in the, I'm in the rule I'm pretty sure book? it says somewhere in the rule book. It'll, I don't have the rule book right in front of me, but I'm pretty confident that somewhere it says you have to wear seatbelts while racing in the Grand Prix. Okay, fine. I could be, I stand to be corrected. Well, I'll correct you. I, you know, I don't bet often, but tenor to the dog's trust says <gasps> it's in there somewhere. Yeah, that's right. That's how confident I am. Um, but having said that, you know, it is a rule. I don't know why Mercedes didn't know it. Apparently, it's been a rule for quite a long time. And most of the time, everyone knows there's this area where you're supposed to do practice starts. We'll do them there. Hamilton was like, oh, can I do them somewhere else? And the team should have gone, no, no, you can't. But they said, yeah, probably. It's fine. Um, and he did twice and then got silly penalties and that screwed his race. Well, it helped to screw his race. We'll maybe get into that in a bit more detail. But the team, it was one of the things that screwed his race. The team are a bit like a... A dad who's got like weekend custody of his kids, and they'll only they'll do whatever the kid wants. Can I get an ice cream? Yeah, go on. Cool, it's ten o'clock. Right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he got an ice cream. Uh, he did. He probably but he, did. He got a five second penalty. I like <laughs> the idea of two five second penalties, but I think he should have had to have served them separately. What two consecutive? What like one stop and then five seconds at the end or something? Yeah, or like he has to stop the car, then he has to go a little bit and stop again. <laughs> That'll teach him. <laughs> he has to stop on track. It's just such um, a. It's just one. Of the, it's just not a very sexy rule, is it? You know. No, I mean, I presume it's there so you don't. You know, nobody comes around the corner at two hundred miles an hour to find somebody doing practice starts in the middle of the track. But yeah, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't make F one look very good, does it? Really. And um, are we going to discuss the points on his license because that happened? Then they took that well, away. This is another. I, I feel like we're treading on old ground again here because after the whole Monza pitting thing, they took they gave him two penalty points, which would have taken him to ten. And of course, after twelve in a year, you get a race ban. And he's been racking them up this year for various fairly small things. But then they took him away again, and on the face of it, I'm kind of like, okay, fine. It was a stupid thing. It doesn't seem worth getting two penalty points for. But on the other hand, he should have known the rules. Okay, the team said, yes, it's fine, but he, sh- you know, the rules are there for everyone. You'd think massively oh, well-paid drivers should know the rules. No, hmm. the massively well-paid drivers shouldn't know the rules. They should just be going yeah. around the front. They should be the ones... That's why he's got a team behind him. I'd expect Grosjean the team to... should just they rein should. him in. I think Grosjean should know the rules, but Hamilton can get away with not knowing the rules. As proof, he's still going to win the championship. So you're saying the expectation of knowing the rules is inversely proportional to how good you are? It's the crooning Dunner effect or something. Dunning Kruger? Well, you would say that. The, cro- the crooning, crooning Dunner sounds like some sort of musical Australian toilet. <laughs> Although, but the points on the license thing is weird because really, that's for that's that rule is for Grosjean. I think that was pretty much brought in for him. <laughs> I know I, I like to take the piss out of him, but pretty much. It was drivers being dangerous. If you have too many incidents, you'll get a race ban. That it was about dangerous driving, not about fucking traffic infringements. They didn't plan... <laughs> well, you get points on your licence in the real world for traffic infringements. Yeah, and it's not very sexy, is it? Nah, but then, you know, driving, not very sexy, is it? It's your job. You don't even get in your car. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a brand no, new Hyundai no. sat out there, you not even got in it. While Hamilton was busy trying to rescue his weekend, the coast was clear for Valtteri Bottas to reignite his claim for the championship by 
taking an epic dominant victory despite the best efforts of the Russian insect population. So Ryan Simpson said Bottas giving it to whom it may concern when he's inherited a win and is still 44 points behind Lewis in the championship is risable. Being a cocky shit when you've been comprehensively spanked all season takes some balls. What a bell end. And John Gardner says, I was far more impressed with Bottas' latest excuse than his actual performance and certainly the dull race. A B on his visor is really going to take some beating, but I'm sure if anyone can come up with something more elaborate, then it's him. Okay, so so my take on this was that he did his little speech in, on, to the radio saying, like, to who would make concern? All of my critics. Fuck you! And then the next shot, when he got out of the car and he was about to be interviewed, he looked really fucking mortified. And I think in between those moments, someone told him what had happened in the race, because I don't think they told him. So I think, well, he, think they told him what happened in the race and also, also that he'd already done that message about six months exactly, ago. Exactly, but I think he... The team hadn't told him that ha- they they let him think he overtook Hamilton. I reckon, uh, <laughs> um, and then so he was all like, "Come on, yeah, fuck, 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 fuck." And then someone had a word in his ear and went, "Oh, by the way, Hamilton got ten second penalty." And he's like, "But I just said the thing on the radio. Did you hear me? <laughs> oh, I look like the right dick now. Oh, so there, there was a B. Do you think <laughs> there was a B? <laughs> well, B said it. About this though, is that, is that his excuse for for going late into the first corner? was that there was a bee had smashed into his visor and he'd missed his breaking point. But that was the one bit of the race where he actually looked pretty good, when it looked like he'd deliberately tried to late-break Hamilton and go around the outside, and it nearly worked. It's been his best move all year. What they, what Mercedes <laughs> should do next week is just, like, have a little More hive. hive. <laughs> just put a hive in the back of the car. When he presses the <laughs> DRS little... button, bees come up. <laughs> <laughs> you know the little camera that looks directly at their face that's just behind the steering wheel? Yeah. that should They should take that out and replace it with, like, a bee cannon. Or, no, 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 the straw. You know they got the straw that goes through the helmet? That should just be bees going directly into his mouth. Angry bees. And he'll be really thirsty, and he'll be going, oh, it's stinging, I need some water. But the more I mean, if they're doing it, the that, they need to put the, ca- the camera back in, because I want to see that footage. Yes. <laughs> just eyes going wide as his mouth fills up with bees. What happens if your face swells up, but you're wearing a helmet? Does it all, does it all like, come out the visor? Well, I think, as we've discussed before, you end up looking like Max Verstappen. Ooh. Ooh. Speaking well, of which, while Max Verstappen continued being the best driver not in a good car, his teammate Alex Albon was in some way off the pace. Adrian Lovell said Albon was pretty screwed from his five-place gearbox penalty and then ended up last but one behind Sainz's accident at the second corner. Not a bad drive to get back into the points on a track that is super hard to overtake at, but still he was 1.2 seconds off Max in quali. That gap isn't sustainable. And Colin Wilkes says Albon hasn't given the Hornet drive to survive tick of approval. Luckily, the cupboard is bare. I mean, that's that's pretty optimistic on on Albon, to be honest. I think that's maybe giving him a bit more credit than he deserves. Uh, Yeah, he was miles off in qualifying. And he got a five-place grid penalty for changing his gearbox, which wasn't his fault. But he also got a five-second penalty for not taking the right route off the track at Turn 2, which was his fault. He got a podium last week. Come on. Yeah, but yeah. this this week his his teammate got second and he he got one he got tenth and a point and that's not good enough and it's not the first time by any. I mean that's the norm now. That's what you expect. There wasn't any. They surely can't hold onto this drive much longer. And as you know, Colin says that the cupboard is is bare, which I presume he's talking about Red Bull Academy drivers. But as somebody pointed out on Twitter, 
uh, Tsunoda, who I wrote off a few weeks ago because I'd never heard of him, has actually won an F2 race now. Well, um, and so is presumably reasonably good. And there's also talk that you know they might go outside the academy and get someone like Perez or Hulkenberg or. Who well, on that, we're just recording this at half nine on a Wednesday night, and I'm just seeing <coughs> the rumours coming in that they've given the seat to a B next year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, guaranteed podium. It's not one bee; it's like a whole swarm of bees taking human form. Oh, they must be. They must be a good bee pun name of a Formula One driver. We'll think about that throughout the podcast. Tacky honey, stinging moss, no, stinging moss. <laughs> and finally, let's spare a thought for Roman Grosjean, who has been trying so hard to please. Jeff Brown says Grosjean told to go through the bollards. Okay. Did you laugh when Grosjean drove straight through the bollard side? Because I did. It's just nothing more Grosjean is there. Because exactly, Signs does that and he hits the wall and you go, oh fucking bad luck, mate. But Grosjean does it and it's just (laughs) whatever Grosjean's racing, it just feels a bit like an episode of it's a knockout. (laughs) For our younger listeners, that was a TV Um. series that I can barely remember myself. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Right. Another news. F1 has a new boss. From January, the moustache is out and the not-moustache is in. Chase Carey will vacate the seat of F1's chairman and CEO and make way for Stefano Dominicali. Many of you will remember him from being the Ferrari team principal between 2008 and 2014, and lately he's been the CEO of Lamborghini. So, is this going to be good for F1, and crucially, will it be good or bad for Ferrari? I quite like Stefano Dominicali, from what I remember of him. He was always very nice, very Italian-looking... And yeah. sounding, and his name and, is very Italian. And actually, and actually Italian, Italian, yes. very Italian. <laughs> Always seemed like a nice guy. On the face of it, this is yet another former Ferrari bigwig appointed to a position of power in motor racing after Jean Todd, Ross Braun. Yeah, um, well, John Todd and Ross Braun objectively hate Ferrari because of the mess that they left that team in great position. And then a few now look at them. So they're just there, go. We don't want to go anywhere near you. Ferrari is like one of those churches, like the, the, the Amish, where if you try and leave, they excommunicate you. <laughs> is that a thing? Uh, yeah. Domenicali resigned in 2014, presumably because he was fed up with the whole thing. And then he went on to head up Lamborghini, which historically has been one of Ferrari's very big rivals. Because, brief aside, uh, Lamborghini started making cars when the boss of Lamborghini tried to buy a Ferrari and was fucked about by Enzo Ferrari and was like, well, fuck you, I'm going to make my own better cars. Oh, fucking men. that's how men. the company started. Men, yeah. it's always men, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a separate issue of women not being in power in Italy in the 1940s, whenever it was. Um, so, on the face of it, actually, maybe it's not brilliant for Ferrari. Yeah. That some might think it is. You know, this whole uh, Ferrari internal assistance uh, thing that's been going on at the FIA for donkey's years. But anyway, he doesn't work for the FIA anyway. He's going to be F1. Cool. Um, and and the moustache is gone. No more no more walrus face. He never wanted to be there anyway, so that's fine. Well, he was just a business guy brought in to sort of shake it up a bit. And yeah. there is the argument that the fact that he was a business guy, actually, when you look at F1 since Liberty came in compared to before, there's a lot of things about it that's a lot better. And ultimately, you've got to say that Chase Carey's had a pretty good impact. Yep. in that regard I like but him I do as well but Dominicali is very much a racing man is there a danger that it'll just go back to the same old F1 bubble and they won't bother listening to anybody else and blah 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 
Oh yeah, you put it like that. It might be a shit idea. <laughs> they should get <laughs> like we'll... get some bloke from like Citibank or something. Yeah, get one of these people who've decided they're going to move to Monaco after Brexit. Get Jim Ratcliffe in or uh, Barry Dyson, whatever his name is. Barry Dyson. <laughs> what was his name? Yeah, that's James it. Dyson. Yeah, no, it's Barry. James Barry Dyson. Um, well, we'll find out in January. Okay, so big news for next weekend's not German Grand Prix as there will be a Schumacher back in an F1 car. No, not Michael because of the reasons, but his son Mick, who will be in an FP1 session with Alfa Romeo, replacing Antonio Giovinazzi. Mick is currently leading the Formula 2 championship ahead of Callum Eilot, who will also have an FP1 session with Haas in place of Roman Grosjean. It will be great practice for the pair who will get to understand more about what it's like to be slow in a shit ferrari powered car mm. schumacher ferrari powered car no don't, burgering don't give a excited? shit excited no nope. okay couldn't care less okay what why it's so romantic oh. the memories schumacher it's only romantic ferrari. if he it's only gonna be romantic if he parks it up and somehow gets in alonso's way <laughs> Has Alonso got a kid? Do we know this? I don't think he has. I don't think officially he has, but probably, let's be honest. You can't say that. (laughs) Can't we? That's the sort of thing I'd say. I mean, everyone seems to be making a very big deal out of this. It, I mean, yeah, you okay, included. Yeah, it's nice. you're, you're making a big deal. I'm, I'm there saying it's nothing. Well, it's only because on. I'm, you know, I'm the news editor of this particular podcast, and I was desperate for a story. One man who won't be running in an FP1 session this year is Fernando Alonso. Renner has been trying to shoehorn the serial Indy 500 failure into a drive so that he has some idea of what he's doing before making his debut for the team next year. Alonso is too experienced to do the postseason test at Abu Dhabi, and Renner won't let him do any FP1 sessions for reasons that we haven't actually heard. So maybe he'll get to do a filming day in an old car or something. In the meantime, he's visited the factory and we'll probably see him swanning around in the paddock at the Imola Grand Prix in November. Oh, does it matter? <coughs> so it's not the kind of incisive commentary I'm expecting from you, Terry. Just, just go boring, don't give a shit. It is boring, I don't give a shit. Okay. But Alonso's been to a factory. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For F1 Sake or find us on Facebook where we're For F1 Sake or email us wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, if you think we're right, you can owe us a beer, just like these folks who include... Daniel Brentnall, who says, I enjoyed listening to the Tuscan Grand Prix podcast with a pint. Have one yourselves. Don't mind if we do. Mine's a pint Daniel. gravy. Veg gravy, though. Yes. Vegan gravy. Oh, I mean, that just sounds like the worst thing ever. It's uh, Here's the top tip. Vegan top tip. Just put a bit of cheese in. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan Wilson, who says... That's for fucking smashing it with the pun on the Tuscan episode title. Good luck taking the piss out of my name if you read it, because it's so generic. That was my title in the last episode. I was pretty pleased with that one. That was a good title. Star Trek, the next generation, because they all crashed at the beginning. Yeah, I was very pleased with that. And it was a lot Uh, of Thanks, Jonathan. I'm not going to take the piss out of Jonathan Wilson's name because there's a small possibility that it was one of my friends from university who admittedly I haven't been in touch with since university. I'm trying to take the piss out of your name, but every time I try and read it, I fo- it just goes out of focus because it's so fucking boring. Keith Falconer. That's more like it. Yeah. Thank you, Keith. Catazine <laughs> 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 Gunia. Go on, take the piss out of that name, Phil. Come on, don't break we've, oh, we've got to, we've got to first of all apologise for probably butchering it. No, we don't have to apologise for that. 
Gunya, it's like a sort of Qatar. some sort of Gunya. Arsenal fan, Gunna, Gunna, Gunya. Rhythm is Gunna, get Gunya, get ya. Cameron Cerullo. I mean, that's a trans DJ if ever I heard one. What's that garlic sauce you get? Garlic sauce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do it in Leon. How can you say he's talking about a trans DJ and he says... Garlic sauce nah, that they do in you're Leon. You're thinking of a garlic sauce. <laughs> this has gone very middle class all of a sudden. Hang on. Leon garlic Aioli. 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 Right. There you go. Yeah, nothing like Cerullo. Well, I don't know. I'm a vegan now. I can't probably have it. <laughs> Jenny and Ralph Brynard. I got in trouble last time because I presumed it was Ralph using that his so joint and cap. No, I got in trouble last time. I'm going to come, I'm going to make it better this time because I, I think I know that Jenny has nicked Ralph's card. Oh, the so Brynard card. Oh, so the women Brynard just card. women just steal their husbands credit cards, do they? Fucking hell, Chica, get in the <laughs> No, no, she's got her own account, but she doesn't want to spend her money on our beer, fair enough. She's she's annoyed with Ralph. So you're saying Jenny's a thief? Yeah. They're not even married. (laughs) Jason R. Bradley. Oh. Oh, fuck Okay. (laughs) There's a middle initial. Oh, Jason. So so we don't mix you up with any of the other Jason Bradleys. Right. Bryce Davies. Thank you, Bryce. Bryce. Bryce is nice. Rhymes with Bryce. And he's nice. Oh, yeah. Bryce is right. We've done that before, I think. Was there a theme tune for that? That was striking. That was striking. Lucky. <laughs> Alan Digby. Alan Digby. He donates to the Formula One podcast we like. Nobody came. <laughs> oh, I just came. Oh, thank you, Alan. Sorry about the mess. Mick Farr. He says this podcast has the pace of a Williams and the wit of Franz Tost. Keep it up. I don't get it. Is Franz Tost funny? No. Oh, fuck you, Mick. Tom Body, who says, love the pod. Can you shout out my mate Chris on his birthday? A man with a handling smoother than an infant's behind. We're not a fucking local DJ shit. We're not doing <laughs> fucking requests for your mate's birthday, Tom Body. Or should I well, say, hang on. How much, nobody. How much send, well, how much did he send us? <laughs> Don't care. Because if it's a good amount, I'm happy to, uh, you to shout out his mate Chris on his birthday. Happy Shrew. birthday, Chris. Fuck you. This one goes out to, uh, this one goes out to Chris. White noise. White noise. <laughs> Anthony Mumford. Woo. Oh, fucking out he his back. Jesus Christ, <laughs> piss off. He says, just because he made it weird, this is for Terry to get a Strongbow Dark Fruits. I know it's served in every pub, and I know what it does to a human. Enjoy the indigestion, Terry. Hope the rest of you are doing well. We did get a heads up on this message, and I was going to buy some Strongbow Dark Fruits. But you know what, Anthony? We've got your money. Fuck you. I'm drinking good beer. <laughs> Join these people. You can buy us a pint by going to I was reading a text whilst I started this and I can't do two things at once. Slash pint pint pint. So we appreciate that these are difficult times at the moment. So if you don't have the means to buy us a beer, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? Our favourite this week was this one. We all know F1 can be a little bit, for want of a better word, dull. If you want to add some excitement to Grand Prix racing, look no further than FF1S. I love Formula One, but it can be a tad boring and currently rather predictable. <laughs> but this person really doesn't like F1, do they? My, my kind of person, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I watch the race and find myself wondering, ooh, 
I wonder what Terry will think of that move. And for God's sake, can someone please get some proper shoes? Long story short, if Liberty Media want to improve the show, they could stop messing around with safety car restarts and pay attention to Terry's state of F1 segment. Problem solved. Every time I hear something like that from a fan, I realise that I've been right all along. Right, enough bollocks. Let's talk about the teams. Mercedes, Bottas got hit by a bee, but he doesn't like to go on about it. But what about Hamilton and his penalties? How did he respond? With great grace and dignity by insinuating that it was all a conspiracy and that they were out to get him and it was obvious which is not maybe his finest look yeah but I quite like it I quite it's a bit of the greatest hits isn't it you know <laughs> maybe he's queuing on he is not queuing on yeah <laughs> yeah but you know those masks hurt more people than they save <laughs> says the man yeah. who wears a helmet and a fiver of balaclava <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he basically insinuated it was all a conspiracy theory and that um, the, the they would do anything they could to stop him winning the title, which was obviously bollocks because it's written in the rules and has been for seven years and he broke them. But, but as we did say earlier, the, it was probably harsher rules because it was him and so you can well, kind of see where you know, he's coming from. Application of the rules is another question and frankly, you know, they should have penalised Leclerc a few races ago as we talked about at the time, but... Uh, this isolated incident, I don't think he's got a leg to stand on. He broke the rules, he got a penalty. Done. They should have known better. Him and the team. Mostly the team, but also him to an extent. Although it wasn't the only reason that he had a shit race, because he also, he was on a shit strategy anyway, because of that palaver in um, in Q2 with the red flag that meant he almost went out in Q2, Hamilton. Um, yeah. And he only got onto his final flying lap with probably about a second, if that, to spare. There was a moment watching it on Saturday where I was like, oh, he's going to start 15th, which will make it interesting. But then he didn't. But, you know, still... That and the 10-second penalty basically screwed him. But he's still going to win the title. Uh, Bottas still is number two. Okay, they've thrown him a bit of a bone inadvertently here. Well done. Fuck you! To all my critics! Fuck you! (laughs) The best thing is, if you go on Instagram, he does actually respond to his critics. Yes, in a sort of hilarious way. Yeah, I might join. Instagram actually, maybe. I think actually I think you'll find I'm quite a good driver. <laughs> uh, yeah, did you see that? Take I, I that. beat I beat Lewis Hamilton this week. Oh mate. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's one to Hamilton's dozens. Red Bull business as usual for Red Bull. Verstappen was on the podium and Albon fighting for the lower points position with Gasly. Happy families. Yeah, I mean Verstappen was really good. As, all, as he always is. Albon, though, as, what happened here? He's not that good. Mm. As he never is. Well, not in this well, car, anyway. He, he, he's had a couple of good ones, hasn't he? I mean, I mean, if he had a couple of moments in this race. He did. I can't remember who it was against, but he did a really good overtake over, around the outside of someone. You know, every race, there's a moment where you look at Albon and go, oh, that was a good move, and then you realise it was a good move for 11th. And mm. you think, eh, okay. He's, he's, he's not doing it. He's, what should Red Bull do? Run one question. car. What? Just run one car. I reckon Just they should have Verstappen, and in the other car, Jos Verstappen. <laughs> I'd be up for it. Yeah. He'd have to do a season in F two to get a super license. 
Oh, I'm sure there's a way around. Just do a practice start at the wrong place. We'll get a 10 second <laughs> penalty, and that will uh, give you a point on your license. Super license. Just <laughs> learn the rules. Whatever. Yeah. What granddad? Yeah. No, I said that's how you could get a license is just by learning the rules. Oh, like a theory test. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't having yeah, a go that at sounds, you, Terry. That they didn't oh, know yeah. the rules. Why would I have a go at you? Yeah, I'm sure that's how it works. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm down with it. Or one of the other Verstappens. He's got a, Max has got a sister. I think his mum used to be a decent carter as well. Yeah, she did. Let's have the Verstappen family. It could be like a little sitcom. They all live in Austria. <laughs> trying to escape the Nazis. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> It's a, bit, it's a period sitcom, is it? <laughs> Set in the forties. Max Verstappen uh, and his racing family in Austria in the forties, escaping the Nazis. Yeah, the Dutch version of a low, low. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's a reality show. It's like Big Brother. Yeah, but also the sound of music. Yeah. Anyway, that's Red Bull. Renault. Still no tattoo, but the yellow cars were pretty good again. This is the fourth time in a row Ricardo has finished in the top six. Doesn't actually sound like good, does it? But anyway, if they carry on like this, they are looking like they could be in a position to come third in the constructors' champs. What? Yeah, really? They they are the best of the average teams. Oh, McLaren yeah. were doing so well at the start of the year. Mm. They've really faded yeah, away, haven't they? They have a bit, yeah. haven't they? I mean, they're still not terrible, but but Renault are doing a better a better job at the moment. Fair play um, to them. And Ricardo since- particularly has uh, been looking pretty. Good. Was it since Belgium? Yeah. Well, apparently they, they, they found uh, they found a setup in the car that really worked, which sounds simplistic, doesn't it? You can, as us non-Formula One experts go, well, that what you do, you just press that button, or suddenly it works. Yeah. But you press know, the good button. A car setup is a very hard thing, and they've obviously found something, and fair play to them. But yeah, I still can't get excited by them being up there. I don't know what it is. It's like I can't they, quite focus on them. In theory, they should be more exciting than they are. Yeah, they're, some... a, they're a team with a long history. Ricardo's fun. Ocon, they're... yeah, was fun. They're nice colours. I like the yellow car. Yellow and black, very strong, like a bee. Do you reckon yeah. that's what Bottas saw? He saw a Renault in his mirror, and he went, "There was a bee." <laughs> it was a big bee, though, wasn't it? Well, yeah, well there it goes. An F1 car. The cars in the <laughs> rearview mirror may appear closer than they <laughs> no, are. It's just Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> Um, oh, just on the two drivers, just on the two drivers, Ricardo is is basically making Ocon look a bit ordinary, isn't he? I mean, Ocon actually wasn't that bad this weekend, but Ricardo is pretty much always better than him. Yeah. Is there much? Is there, uh, how do you think Ocon's going to get on against Alonso? Bearing it's in mind that Alonso's two years off, it's hard to say because I think Alonso. I think Alonso will start off thrashing him, but he'll get bored very quickly. You reckon? You reckon Alonso is going to be quick straight out the straight out of the boat? Yeah, he'll, you know he'll he'll have been doing like fucking one arm press ups or something in the montage for six months before, <laughs> so he'll be there. Because previously, when drivers have had some time off, they've come back and they've not been as good. Yeah, but they're not Alonso, are they? they, they Alonso's got that kind of small man energy of trying to prove something. Just like you know, you look at Alonso and you think, "Fucking hell, mate, you're short." And he's yeah. average height for a Formula One driver, but he looks short. Big mm. neck, though. Yeah. Big neck energy. <laughs> Stroll got biffed out in the first lap by a wayward Charles Leclerc, and Perez did his thing. Yeah, Perez. Pretty good race. Fourth. 
He finished mm. fourth. I don't, rem- I don't remember seeing him in the race. Was he but really he finished fourth? fourth? He was. Really? That was really good. You're yeah. not joking. Mm-hmm. And not actually that far behind Hamilton. Fuck off. No, no. Good I don't on. think they showed him the whole race. But um, oh, good on. I'll, I'm give glad you, I'll give you. He's had a hell of a time. Th- <laughs> yeah, I'll give you three guesses as to how he managed to do so well. Was it his superior driving skill and a bit of daring do? I mean, there, there might have been an element of that, but I doubt that was the main thing. Did he look after his tyres? He did look after oh, his tyres very well. So. Yes. Yeah. Come on, Sir Joe. If you, you, you're looking for a new job, and in a way, fall should be impressive, but everyone goes, yeah. eh. Well, I mean, it was impressive, because also he had the shitter car this weekend, because, um, well, in theory, because they'd given the new... Well, it wasn't shitter after the first car. lap. <laughs> well, this is it, because they'd given the new, all the new aerodynamic upgrades to Stroll, because he's the, the golden child, but then Stroll got punted into the wall on lap one, and that was the end of that. Um, so imagine what could have happened if Stroll hadn't been pushed off if Perez could get fourth in a crap car Stroll could have won mm. should have but didn't. didn't didn't he McLaren signs ran to the toilet to be sick but instead puked all over the wall what was he doing and Norris did seem to have some debris damage so yes. I watched the actually quite fascinating your friend of mine, Jodian Palmer, does a thing for the F1 YouTube channel where he analyses parts of a race. And he analysed uh, signs crashing into the wall and was quite entertainingly shit about it. <laughs> so, I didn't see this, what did he say? Me- mean about it? or Yeah, just a little bit kind of like, that was stupid. It was quite <laughs> deprecating. I mean, there's no, there's no way around it, is there, really? So, I mean, if you, just... so if you haven't seen it, so there's the first corner, and if you cut the corner, you're supposed to go round the bollards, round the bollards, Grosjean, and then you pop out onto the track. Now, Verstappen did exactly that on the first corner. He cut the corner, went round the bollards, came out behind Ricardo, Bob's your uncle. Signs was right behind Verstappen, and obviously went, oh, this looks easy, and he steered around the wall, and his wheel came off as it hit the wall at full pelt. <laughs> <laughs> he basically just massively underestimated how fast he was going into that little because it's quite it was quite a little shimmy to go through that little chicane. I mean, it's not easy, you know. I can imagine, which is why Grosjean just went through the whole thing. But yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and but you know, it's, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, when you just literally just go, okay, I'm gonna take the escape road. Uh oh. Uh oh, I'm dead now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in doing so, bits of his car went everywhere and damaged Norris's car. And was that a safety um, then, car then? I can't even remember now. Uh, yes. Yes. It was a safety car. Yes, it was. Because um, at one point I thought the Hamilton was backing everyone up a bit too much. Like last yeah. week. But it was all fine. Yeah. But yeah, embarrassing for science. And it fucked Norris. Uh, Norris. Norris's race as well. Uh, and another pretty bad weekend for McLaren. No points. Nope. Nope. What? Ferrari back to red again then they were dead again well okay this is a, this is a Ferrari race of two drivers as it always is but particularly so um, Vettel shite I really think they fucked his car like I I just don't believe he's that much shitter than Leclerc even he, so I think they're yeah, putting he can't be that shit car. surely I think they're just putting bits of like bolognese in his exhaust and other stereotypes. What else is Italian? 
scooters. Mustaches. Mustaches. Hand so you, gestures. You're, you're sporting a bit of a moustache, are you, right now? Probably. Yeah, I thought I'd, you know, try something new as so I'm not going out. I was like, oh, now seems the perfect time to have stupid facial hair. Isn't it November coming? No, mo- what's before Mocktober. November? Co- October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hence the no T-shirts. Don't trim the pubes for a month. <laughs> um, yeah, fair, I mean... Something, something's going on. I don't know if Vettel's just completely given up because it's just like, ah, I'll just I'll save it all up for Aston Martin next year. But um, yeah, but it, Aston it was Martin rubbish. people must be kind of like, fucking hell, mate, come on. We're trying to do an advert. We're doing, we're going to do an ad campaign this, at the end of the year about a four-time world champion. You're not making it easy. Yeah. Well, you know that'll be entertaining for next year. It'll be something to talk about, won't it? Podcast material. Um, but Leclerc somehow came home in sixth. This race doesn't cool. feel right. So I watched the race and. If you'd have asked me without me checking, so Bottas won, Verstappen second, uh, Hamilton third, then I'd say a Renault in fourth, maybe another Renault in fifth, um, probably some McLaren six and seven, even though one went out. This, this, these finishes that you're telling me don't feel right. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I've done it right. No, I'm sure you're I'm... right, but they don't feel right. It's like they're not yeah. in the spirit of the race. Well, Russia, isn't it? Anyway, well done. They had fans there as well. That didn't feel right. Yeah, I don't like it. I I think I prefer it without fans. Yeah, yeah, me too. Unless you can get all the fans, just having some fans, you think, who the fuck are these people? Why do they think they're so fucking special? I'd rather have more cardboard cutouts. Or just computer animations. Or just TV screens showing live feeds of me having a wank. Like you know, you know those big screens they've got where they're kind of like "Good luck, Vettel," and there's someone yeah. doing a kind of fist pump. That, but me wanking. Yeah, or that one where it's like "Go on, Verstappen," and then he did a shoey. I was like, "That's not no." Yeah, <laughs> got that wrong. Alpha Tauri. So Gasly wasn't shit, but we're not going to make a bank holiday for him. And Kvyat did okay, but he was at home, and Russians tend to cheat. Oh wow. Let's wait till the Russian vaccine proves to be correct and they will give everybody the vaccine apart from you, Chica, and you will die of coronavirus. Wow. And okay. we will I'm die pre- of weird Russian side effect virus. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty sure all of this is a hate crime, but uh, yeah, Kvyat did a right for his own race. They both Wonderful. did quite well. They're at the bottom of the points, but like we said, this race is weird. Don't care. Next. Alfa Romeo. Raikkonen has now matched most starts in F1. Raikkonen has now matched the most starts in F1, but this one, but this was one he'll want to forget. So now we're back to 321. With Ted Rogers. What? Joke Who? for the old people there. Number 321, it's a quiz show in the 80s. 321 no. with Ted Rogers. Dusty no. Bin. Who's Ted Rogers? The what? bloke who presented 321. Oh, for fuck. I don't, no, I don't remember 321. I'm the same age as you, I don't remember this at all. I haven't made it up. <laughs> oh, shit, have I? <laughs> <laughs> I may have made it up. No, Dusty Bean. Anyway. Three, two, one. Because he did the oh, thing. I've broken, I've broken my expensive chair. What's going on? Well, you, oh, for oh, fuck's sake. Six months. Whereas my free chair from the doctors is still no, going right. straight. It's all right. No, it's all right. It's all right. I just flicked one of the many levers. Uh, right. Raikkonen. I mean, the most forgettable of forgettable races. The only Fuck thing you. I can remember is that he had a slightly rubbish pit stop, but it wasn't that bad. There was a bit with Latifi that was kind of fun. What happened? They were like next to each other. Okay. Great. That's good. Yep. Yeah. And Giovinazzi nearly got Finish. a point, actually. As he beat Raikkonen, which she doesn't always do. Yeah. It's not a point, but it's not terrible. So, you know, 
Have they confirmed him for next year? No, nope. they haven't, have they? No, it's going to be Mick Schumacher and Ralph Schumacher. That's <laughs> <laughs> just going to fill it full of Schumachers. Hasn't Ralph Schumacher got a son in Who Races as well? Yes. His name I can't remember. Michael. He's called him Michael. Has he? No, but that would be fucking weird, oh. wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really weird. Yeah. Or Corinna. Or yeah, Ralph. But it's oh, boy. it's Ralph. Another Ralph Malf Schumacher. <laughs> Schmalf. Jenny and Ralph Reinhard Schumacher. <laughs> Thanks again, Jenny and Ralph, for your donation. Hey, yes. Hey. Yeah. Hey's lots of hairs on the story. Don't bother me. Grosjean blasted through the polystyrene bolas like he was on stars in your eyes. But tonight, Matthew, who would he be? Who would Grosjean be on stars in your eyes? <laughs> A shambles. I reckon he would be Jimmy either. Sample. That's not how stars in your he eyes work, Phil. Stars in your eyes. You've got to be a singer. Do you remember oh. stars in your eyes as well? Are you really yeah, yeah. 40? Is this all a lie? Are you actually just like two children standing on top of each other? <laughs> you know, um, I remember stars in your eyes. No, I remember stars in your eyes. I think uh, he'd be either Janis Joplin or Freddie Mercury. I mean, that's quite he a would not be. He wouldn't be Freddie Mercury. I think he'd be Enrico Caruso. Or maybe... Ricky Martin. Uh, yeah, Grosjean was just comic. I mean, that was like Grosjean's greatest hits, quite literally, wasn't it? Kept going off at the same corner, check. Crashed through something, check. Didn't spin it into a wall under a safety car, so that's, you know. Good on him. Yeah, Magnussen. Well, actually, both of them had quite good starts because they qualified terribly. But then they had really good starts through all the chaos and then just sort of slightly dropped back. I mean, Grosjean dropped back more than Magnussen. Magnussen only dropped back to 12th, which is pretty good. But at one point, they were both in the points. But not for long. Williams! Williams might be under new ownership, but they've got old problems as Latifi fucked up qualifying and Russell fucked up his tyres in the race, which meant they would have been last if it wasn't for Grosjean. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Russell was in a bit of a ding-dong. It was Albon, Russell and Norris having a bit of a ding-dong together. And it was like, oh, it's good, the three of them. You know, they're not where you want them to be. It's like the F2 days. Yeah, isn't it great? And Albon shouldn't really be down here. But then Mm. Russell flat spotted his tyres and just disappeared. And it was a bit embarrassing because that's like the second time this year he's been in a big race situation and fucked it up. He might be one of these guys that's amazing in qualifying but can't quite keep it together properly in the race. Because, yeah, that's not the first time that's happened. Because in qualifying, he's really good. What was he, like 14th, something like that? Like well into Q2 in a Williams but then just keeps making these mistakes yep and if it was his rookie season you could probably let him get away with it but he's in his second season now and he can't be doing that yep. he's got to sort that out if he's going to take Bottas's seat which he probably will and he, he, yeah exactly and he got beaten by Latifi who I think I remember at one point was um, with Kimi Raikkonen can't remember any more details than that yeah, well, uh, Russell obviously had to, because he screwed his tyres up in that battle, he had to take another pit stop. And then he tried, I think, to get fastest lap, which he didn't get because he's in a Williams. Um, but yeah, it's not a good look. All of which brings us to the standings with Terry Saunders. So we've got some film-based standings. Films with numbers, always a classic. So 10-second penalty with Dudley Moore and Bo Derrick. It's Lewis Hamilton in number one. Uh, 20 feet from stardom, that's Valtteri Bottas. Fuck you! Uh, the third man is Max Verstappen, always used to being there. Three men and a baby, that's Lando Norris. 28 days later than Max Verstappen, he crosses the line, that's Alexander Albon. 
One flew over the cuckoo's nest because he's a bit mad. It's Ricardo, the Three Stooges, describing Ferrari. That's Charlie Clerk. Two for the money is Lance Stroll. Uh, nine to five is Sergio Perez because he'll be going back to office work next year. One fine day is Pierre Gasly thinking about Monza. Six cents is Carlos Sainz because he just knew there'd be a wall there. Uh, three men and little lady is Esteban Ocon. A 40-year-old version is Sebastian Vettel. It's just funny. Five children in it, Daniel Kvyat. Seven-year itch is Nico Hulkenberg. Uh, one of our dinosaurs is missing is Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> and 42nd Street, for a bit of pizzazz, is Giovinazzi. And I've heard they... of the first three films of that, of that list. Okay, The Third Man is a classic. Never. Oh, is it a Hitchcock film? It's black and white, though. Ten with Dudley Moore and Bo Derek. Never heard of it. Never seen it, but, you know, I used to, it used to be in the video <laughs> shop when I was a kid. 20 Feet from Stardom, never heard of it. Okay, and then it was a presidential debate last night, and I wrote this with exactly three minutes to spare. So, if the teams were presidents, which presidents would they be? So, Mercedes is Clinton. You know, no real dramas apart from that one, but a little bit sexy. Um, Bush Senior is Red Bull because they were good a few years ago, but war crimes. Um, Obama is McLaren. Oh, actually, Trump should be McLaren because they're orange. Oh, God. Uh, Nixon is Racing Point because they cheat. Um, Lincoln is Renault because they emancipated slaves. I don't know. Trump is Ferrari because Bush Jr. is Alpha Tari because Bush was Red Bull. That's the only joke there. Carter is Alpha Romeo. I don't even know anything about Carter. One of those you never heard of is Haas. And JFK is Williams because we think they're cool, but they're also dead. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And now for the man of the match of driving. Perez. Sergio Perez. Ah. And now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. Okay, look, we all love a conspiracy theory, but Lewis Hamilton getting a 10-second penalty and finish on the podium is hardly jet fuel cannot melt steel beams or paedophiles in tunnels under London, is it? Oh, my God, it's not, it's not paedophiles in tunnels, is it? That'd be quite good, probably. It's the kids. But there is a reason for the FIA wanting to handicap Hamilton. It's boring having Mercedes win all the time, but it's also not their fault that they're so good. This is why the FIA aren't trying to stop them winning, but more just really piss them off in the process. Let's face it, Hamilton could come down with the coronavirus and still win this year, so unless Formula 1 actually outright bans him, then we're in for a long winter. But getting him on star infringements and red lights at pit lanes is a bit boring in itself. But don't worry, I have a solution. Come on, FIA, if you're going to try and lose Hamilton in the championship, do it with a bit of style. I propose recreating the plot of Trading Places. A $1 bet between Chase Carey and Ross Braun to see if one can turn a six-times world champion into a rich kid who hasn't have to work for anything ever, and in return, can you make Lance Stroll a six-time world champion? Plant some PCP on Hamilton during the driver briefing, then have Frank Oz playing James Allen demand he empty his pockets during the live press conference. Do you know what this stuff does to kids? Meanwhile, show Lance Stroll what a jacuzzi is, and uh, pay Jamie Lee Curtis to get her norks out. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. I should really watch Trading Places because none of that meant anything to me, but yeah, why not? 
Have you never seen Trading Places? I don't think so, no. Oh, for fuck's It sounded sake. like the plot to My Fair Lady, which it's maybe says more best, about my upbringing than... Uh, it's the best film that's ever existed. Chica, have you seen Trading Places? No, so that was over oh, my head as well. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. Your homework is to watch Trading Places by the next race. I, I, haven't, I haven't watched a film in about eight months. Well, there you go. This is the perfect one to watch. Because, honestly, child, it's Eddie child. Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. It's fucking brilliant. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I like Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. There you go. But it's one of the best films ever made. We should do a film podcast. <laughs> Does that what film exist, Fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> that was the State of F1 brought to you this season by Carfection. And Terry, be honest, is there going to be a new video? Look, the video is ready, except for a few bits of B-roll, but the, the other guy's out of the country. So it's not my fault. I've done my bits, and it's a good one. It would have been very apt for this week. There's lots of footage of me just running into beehives. <laughs> and they said at the time, they went, our audience aren't going to go for this. And I was like, just, I'm a visionary. <laughs> a veganary. Oh shit, honey's, honey's not vegan, is it? No. no. Well, I Fuck. believe there's some debate in the vegan community, but no, strictly speaking, no, it's not. What if the bees want to give it to you? No, can't take presents. Do you know what I've realised? That vegetarianism is quite easy. Turns out I don't miss meat that much. But cheese and yoghurt and honey and mm. eggs. Veganism's oh, hard. Fucking mm. eggs. I love eggs. Yeah. Also, leather's really good for shoes and jackets and trousers. Mm. This is still the advert, by the way. Um, if there's one thing I know about Carfection is there's a lot of vegan content. <laughs> so you can find the state of F1 right now at youtube.com forward slash Carfection and stick around to discover the best looking car content anywhere online. That is youtube.com forward slash carfection now. That is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. We haven't had time to talk about Autosport, who've somehow managed to get the words bum and funny on their front page, I which uh, I think is quite impressive. And to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about Bottas saw a massive bee. <laughs> and that's why he was really good or bad. I can't remember. Bye. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks to discuss the Eiffel Grand Prix in Eiffel. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for f one sake and follow us on Twitter at for f one sake Terry, where can people buy merch? Hang on, what's the fucking Eiffel Grand Prix? It's the Eiffel Grand Prix. It's the next Grand Prix. Eiffel. What, the Eiffel Tower? No, it's the Eiffel Grand Prix. You know, the in Eiffel. That's German just going to piss. The Formula One Aramco grow surprised at Eiffel. It's going to piss off a lot of people who are going to turn on thinking it's going to be the Eiffel Tower robbery with the cars going up the tower in the lift and coming back down anyway if you want to buy something it's ff1s.com forward slash shop 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 thanks for listening see you in two weeks I've been Chico Ayers goodbye bye bye, bye. Podcast Network.